Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Tournament Grind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Vest. Before we get into today's tournament, I have a few updates I want to share with everyone. First, I have a couple of lines working on some intro music, but don't have any actual audio yet, so stay tuned in the coming weeks for uh, more on that. Hopefully, we'll just be starting the podcast with a song here uh, very shortly. Next, uh, I got a lot of good feedback last week uh, on the first episode from a few listeners, so I'm trying to incorporate some of that, and hopefully this episode improves a little bit in terms of being able to follow along with the action. Um, Bear with me as I I hopefully improve that a little bit over the next few weeks as well. Um, And uh, finally, the uh, one other note on uh, kind of improvement, this is my first episode recording with my new mic. I think it's better, but still uh, not quite perfect, so um, learning a few things as I go, bear with me as I I work through that process here as well. Um, I'm also going to be introducing a new segment at the end of each episode called Decision of the Week, so we'll pick a hand and ask for listener feedback on the spot, see if there's uh, something that we shouldn't be doing different, or if we're making significant mistakes or anything like that, so... Um, definitely look to uh, increase uh, some of the interaction around that um, on Twitter or other various forums as well. So this episode we'll be covering is the December 10th, 9 p.m. 4K guaranteed tournament on ACR. The buy-in for this tournament was $6.60 and there were unlimited re-entries allowed uh, up through the late registration period. Buy-in gives you a starting stack of 20,000 chips, blinds increase every 8 minutes, and the late registration or re-entry period runs for the first 15 levels, or a little more than 2 hours of actual gameplay. Breaks start at the 55-minute mark of each hour, and are 5 minutes long. We late registered, bought in at level 10, about 15 minutes after the end of the first break, so let's get into some hands. So the next hand will be in the small blind, and we'll start with uh, about 34 and a half blinds, <clears throat> including our small blind. So about 34 blinds back after the blind is out there. Uh, we start, or we pick up pocket threes in the small blind. The low jack makes it about 2.2 big blinds to go, so we are definitely going to call here. And we flop a set, 3-4-10 with two clubs. The big blind also came along. So we'll look to check raise here. Don't really want it to check through, especially with two clubs out there. I'd like to get some money in here on the on the flop, but I think in a three-way pot, the opener is going to bet most of the time. So the low jack does bet. He bets exactly half pot. And so we'll raise. We're going to make it 11 and a quarter blinds. That'll leave us with almost exactly 20 big blinds back and a little less, well, significantly, not significantly less, but less than uh, a pot behind, so we'll be able to get it in. Uh, The low jack actually just jams on us, so we'll call it off. I imagine we're up against a lot of flush draws here. 
Hard to see how we're up against a 10. Uh, probably a lot of flush draws would be my guess. Ace, king of clubs. He actually makes the nuts on the turn with a queen of clubs, and we river quad threes. So we get a full double and then some with the extra player in there. Put him exactly spot on his hand, which feels really good. It's uh, always nice to be right about that. And that takes us all the way up to 72 big blinds. This next series of hands, blinds have gone up, and so we are now in level 11. So blinds are 300, 600 with a 72 chip ante. Uh, we sit uh, middle position. Uh, Eight-handed also puts us technically in the low jack. Um, Ace, ten of spades with, after a blind raise, we have about 69 blinds right now. And so we'll open. Standard open is pretty much always just a, a 2x open, a min-raise open. The hijack calls. I'm sorry, the cutoff calls. And the button three bets. Big. A little over 10 blinds. Ace 10 suited pretty strong. I think I'm gonna, I've got a call here. I also have him well covered. Flop comes queen two nine with two diamonds. There is a spade as well. So we've got some backdoor opportunities, both straight and flush draws. Um, I expect a jam from here from him pretty much every time as he's got slightly less than a pot size bet. Yeah, he does jam. Twenty-two and three quarters blinds. Pretty healthy bet. We're gonna let this one go this time. Probably can fold that occasionally with the large size of the three bet, but I think being the opener, I think if I fold to too many three bets in that spot, um, very, um, very open to potential exploits. Um, so I think I gotta be, I gotta be defending my open. With a hand as strong as Ace-10 suited. I can definitely be opening, you know, suited connectors there and a couple other things. Um, though, actually, it's an interesting question. Those actually might be more in my calling range because he's probably going to have a lot of Ace-King, um, a lot of bigger Aces that have me dominated. So maybe I should be a little more thoughtful of that in the moment. So in the big blind this hand with 9-7 offsuit and about 58 big blinds to start the hand. 
the under the gun opened and the middle position player called so we're actually going to defend here uh, with a maybe one of the probably not the worst hand but definitely the bottom part of our range flop comes king nine nine so we flop trip nines it is a full rainbow so no flush draws I would probably bet here if there was a flush draw I'm gonna check uh, with it being a rainbow board and it checks through so now we'll do a standard half pot bet I I guess this is still technically a donk bet but at this point we're just trying to get a call from you know like pocket sixes maybe a king that lazily checked the flop I don't think you'll have a lot of those out there we do get a call from the middle position player that called. Um, the turn was the four of spades. I should note, so that did put a flush draw out there. River is the ten of clubs, and so we're going to size up a little bit and go with a three-quarter pot bet. That's 12 blinds. And he folds. And now on the button, with about 67 big blinds, we look down at queen six off. Queen of spades, six of diamonds. It folds all the way around to us, so we'll open this hand on the button. Big stack in the small blind, he's probably going to call a lot. And then a short stack in the big blind, which is reason to uh, consider not opening, I guess. Um, but he does defend, and the flop comes 699 rainbow, so a good flop for us. The big blind short stack leads into us. I guess just repping a nine. That's really the only thing he can rep here. I'm going to go ahead and just put them all in, actually, um, because of the board here. He calls. Oh, and he has pocket sevens. Whew. Pipped us. As we enter this next hand, blinds have gone up once again, so we're now entering level 12. So blinds will be 350, 700 with an 84 chip ante. Alright, so on the button, with about 42 big blinds, we pick up ace-jack off. Pretty good hand on the button. Under the gun, one raises to two and a half bigs. And then the cutoff, min three bets to four big blinds. I think all three options are legitimately on the table here. Because I'm in position, I'm just going to flat four big blinds. Very new on this table, so I know basically nothing about any of these players. Flop comes 9-10-10 with two hearts. The initial opener in the hijack bets one big blind. And I i mean, there's 15, 14 and a half blinds in the pot, so I don't see how I'm ever folding to a one big blind bet. Turn is the seven of diamonds, so we pick up a gutter. And he checks now. That feels so suspicious. But I think I have to bet here and try and steal this from him. I just don't see why anybody would take that line. So we'll put a half pot bet out. 
He does re re jam or re raise. That's going for the sneaky play. We do have a gutter, so I mean, there's plenty in the pot for us to call off our basically thirty blinds left. Uh, we're not gonna do it though. I shouldn't say. I mean, we only have four outs, so we're not getting the correct price. Blinds are now up once again, so for these next couple hands, we enter level 13. Blinds go to 400-800 with a 96-chip ante. And we sit in middle position. Uh, with the blinds going up, we have 24.5 blinds left at the new level. We pick up pocket sevens, two red sevens. Under the gun folds. Under the gun one is now time banking. Which feels like maybe a, a not paying attention thing. He does fold. So we'll open to two bigs. No particularly large stacks at this table, really. I mean, we have a 57 blind stack, but starting with 25 bigs, you know, is not not an overwhelming stack at all. Nobody in, in amazing shape. If we do get in against the blinds here, we'll have them both well covered. Well, not well covered, but we will have them both covered. Folds around to the blinds. Small blind with about 14 blinds folds. Big blind with about 20 back. 20 blinds back. Calls. So he does defend. Flop comes 8-9 queen. Rainbow. A pretty bad flop for sevens with all overs out there. It does get checked to us though and I think we have to see bet here. Any ace-king, ace-jack, ace-ten, any of those hands. Actually, ace-jack and ace-ten do have gutters and may consider calling anyway. I think there's just a lot of hands that are just forced to fold here, though. And we get jammed on. What a night this has been. Not really much we can do there. So we chip down to about 20 blinds. And in under the gun one, we pick up pocket tens. So we'll be opening that one again. Again, 20 blinds to start the hand. Folds all the way around to the blinds. The small blind is the same player we played uh, the last hand with. Fold, fold. So we take that one down. We're in a small pot. Up to 22 bigs. As we enter this next hand, blinds are once again up, so we're now entering level 14. Blinds go to 415-900 with an ante of 108. So the next hand we have 19 big blinds, and we're on the button, and we pick up ace-10 suited in diamonds. 
second time we've had Ace-10. Played it earlier uh, and did not have a good experience with it. The hijack and cutoff both limp, uh, so we're going to open this bigger than normal, we'll open to four and a half, actually I'm just going to, no I'm going to open to four and a half bigs, try and get a call and then we'll, we'll jam pretty much any flop I assume. Small blind folds, big blind folds. Hijack, who's the biggest stack at the table, calls. And the cutoff also calls. So we have 14 and a half blinds left. Flop comes five, deuce, queen. One, uh, two spades and a diamond. Not a great flop. And another one blind open which just feels like trying to induce me to jam I'm just gonna flat here Queen of Clubs on the turn which is maybe the well, not the worst card but definitely not a good card to to see hit the turn another one blind bet I don't even know what to make of this the cutoff actually folds there's a good chance we're up against the Queen here with that bet but I just I can't fold for one blind into 20 uh, for those times where my ace high is good. He probably jams now, I assume. That would make... I, I mean, I, trying to get max value, I guess. It's just a, such a weird way to play. He only bets 3.7 blinds. It's It sucks calling this because we're going to have, like, nine blinds left or eight blinds left, but I just I, I don't understand the line, and I want to see what he's doing this with after calling that many. He has exactly ace-10 suited as well. So we chop it. Alright. Well, I don't know that I would... I don't know that I would recommend making that call on a regular basis, but that's such a weird, weak line that it does make a little bit more sense now why he's taking that approach. Next hand in the cutoff, we've got 20 big blinds to start the hand. Under the gun, open to 3x, 3 bigs. And we have pocket threes, which have already been good to us in the tournament. Shouldn't make decisions based on that. But because we're in the cutoff, we'll go ahead and call and see if we can flop a set. I should also mention we do have the initial opener covered. Not by a lot, but we do have them covered. Boy, threes continue to be good for us. We flop another set. So flop is jack nine three. He immediately jams. We immediately call. He has queens. And we hold the flop run or board runs out eight six. So Jack nine three eight six. Our pocket threes scoop the whole thing. And the very next hand, now in the hijack, with exactly forty big blinds, we pick up Ace Queen offsuit. We've been playing a lot of hands. We're actually going to 3-bet this one. We're going to, um, I, I should mention, the middle position open to two bigs. So we're going to 3-bet ace-queen to seven and a half. Haven't done is our first 3-bet over the course of 28 hands. And it folds through. 
running like a wrecking ball the last few hands. Now in middle position with 44 big blinds, we pick up 9-5 suited. Tempted to play again just because I, I like to play the rushes, but... Um, boy, we do have... There's only one player who has us covered, and he's out. I, I guess I just open again. I don't like making this a, a continual... You know, I don't like opening light on a regular basis, but we're running well. We're playing okay. We've got a reputation as, as the crazy guy, and we've got every other player left in the hand covered by almost 2x. Um, we open and win. So, how about that? That's pretty great. So, at this point in the tournament, we've reached uh, the next break. This will be the final break before the end of late registration. We enter this break with 46.8 big blinds. Uh, and when we come back, we will be uh, in level 15. Blinds are now 500 and 1,000 with a 120 chip ante. Keep in mind, uh, starting stack is 20k, so if you rebuy at this point, you sit with exactly 20 big blinds for this last level of re-entry. Now on the big blind, start the hand with about 46.5 blinds, and we pick up pocket nines. Both black nines, for what that's worth. Excellent situation, as we are dominant uh, at this table right now. Well, I mean, we have more than 2x every other player at this table. The only other stack that is covered actually left. Wow, and exactly on that note, <laughs> one of the short stacks just jams for almost 20 blinds. And this feels like two big cards almost every time. I think I have to call this. I'm going to call this and just try and race and get there. He's got ace-queen. Ah. Oh, my gosh. We, okay. <laughs> we get super lucky. Um, so he has ace-queen. Uh, we were exactly right. We were comfortable with the race. He flopped a queen uh, with two clubs. And we did have a, a club. The turn was a club, which gave us some flush opportunities there. And so we had, what, you know, the the... Nine clubs in the three nines. We had 12 outs, so about 25% to win the hand. Um, and we smashed the nine. I had two nines, I should say, so 11 outs, about 22%, roughly. Um, we hit the nine. For this next hand, we've now entered level 16, which is significant in that it means the late registration period has now ended. So blinds now sit at 550 and 1100, and there's a 135 chip ante. Uh, no more rebuys, so the field will start to dwindle from here. We're on the button. Blinds are up, which actually means late registration is over, so we go into level 16. We've got about 55 blinds to start the hand, and we've got ace-king of hearts on the button. The hijack opened for 2.1 bigs. The cutoff called, so we will 3-bet and 3-bet pretty big here. I think I'm going to 3-bet to like 11 blinds. Um, both players uh, that are already in the pot with us uh, only have about 17 uh, about 17 blinds back. As the, the small blind is under that, the big blind does have a, a, a reasonable stack. Less than us, but, but reasonable. Um... So we'll look for him to fold and then 
ideally just get it in with, with one of these two players, or maybe even a three-way with both of them. The initial opener, the hijack folds. And the cutoff. This is such a such a good spot because it looks like such a squeeze with my stack against their stacks in the situation he does fold too bad i really thought we might get a call there really thought he might come along but uh, makes a good fold we now enter level 17 of the tournament so blinds are now at 600 and 1200 with a 145 ante we're under the gun one with 53 and a half big blinds, and we pick up Ace Jack Offsuit. Give that our standard open to two bigs. Folds all the way over to the blinds. Just the big blind left, he's thinking. Hits the time bank. He does call. Flop comes king five deuce all diamonds. We do not have a diamond. We have club heart. Ace of clubs, jack of hearts. Big blind checks. I think I'm just going to check this back because I don't have a diamond. If I had any diamond, I would probably fire. Not a board that I'm going to be C-betting a lot, though. Turn is the jack of diamonds. So we pick up a pair, but the flush draw comes in. So any diamond now beats us. Big blind bets, two and a half bigs. I think we've got a call because we hit the pair. Could be in a really bad spot on the, the river here. About ten and a half blinds in the pot. Big blind bets again. Pretty small. 4.7 blinds. River was the deuce of clubs, so the board paired. Don't like that he fired again. I think I've got to just lay this down now. Huh. All that time banking he did. We're going to fold. We are now into level 18 of the tournament. So blinds stand at 700, 1400 with a 170 ante. Small blind with 40 and a half blinds. 3-5 offsuit. Folds all the way around to the blinds. The big blind does have us covered pretty well, so we're just going to call and see if we can do a blind versus blind battle. 
Five ten five is the flop. We flopped three fives. We'll just lead in this pot and see if we can get called by a ten. Turn is the nine of clubs, so the flush draw comes in. We'll check it for pot control. Probably get a check back and expect to be betting the river most of the time. Not that river, Jack of Clubs. So another four flushed board, and our trips look pretty measly now. Checking, just hope to get a check back. We do. And he had a 10. So an unfortunate run out. Um, the run out saves him some money there. We are now into level 19 of the tournament. So blinds are now 800, 1600 with a 195 ante. Under the gun one. We've got 38 big blinds to start the hand. And we look down at 9, 10 suited in hearts. Don't like our position as much here, but we're still going to open this hand. So much potential and opportunity. Several short stacks uh, sit all around us. We get a 3-bet from the hijack. just under six blinds and it folds back around to us so a little less than four blinds to win 10.4 so I think we have to call this we're probably gonna give up a lot or just you know check fold a lot but anything we can really connect and you know that changes the dynamic quite a bit obviously Flop is four, six, seven, two spades and a heart. So we've got a gutter, two overs, and a backdoor flush draw. We'll check and evaluate the bet size as to whether or not we want to continue. It is important to know we have 32 blinds now. So, and he has 25 blinds, so any significant pot here will definitely eat into our stack significantly. He bets half pot, so repping really all the over pairs, of which there are many. We obviously block nines and tens, but jacks, queens, kings, aces. Really still, if he's three betting the sets, those are all in his range as well. Leaves us with 25 if we lose this hand. Because of the treacherous stack sizes here we're gonna lay this one down so now we'll be in the big blind we've got about 32 blinds to start the hand the small blind uh, was eliminated last hand so we are big alone for what that's worth we pick up seven eight offsuit we got a heart and a diamond eight of hearts seven of diamonds how about a walk and we pick up those annies for free? Just kidding. Middle position. Min raise opens. Button calls. And one big blind to win six big blinds. I think we got a call here. 838 on the flop. Two clubs. We flop trip eights though. 
We'll look to check raise. We have a short stack was the initial opener. He only has 13 blinds, so I expect he'll bet here and probably get it in with us. Oh, he checks. Interesting. The button has us covered. He checks as well. Another flush draw comes in. Interesting. Expect flush draws to bet there a decent portion of the time, though the paired board changes that a little bit. We're going to go ahead and lead into this pot, though, with trips. The initial opener folds, so the short stack folds. A little bit surprised to see, although it's just a min open. And the button folds as well, so we take it down. For these next hands, we've now entered level 20, so blinds are 900, 1800, with a 215 ante. And just a quick note at this stage, we're sitting with about 130 players left. 54 players make the money, so still a good ways away from any kind of uh, significant money considerations. Uh, now on the button with about 32 blinds. Blinds are up this hand, I should mention. Uh, and we have pocket deuces. It folds all the way around to us on the button, so we'll just open it. Our range is about a mile wide here. Just the big blind left. He calls. Flop is king, king, five. Rainbow. Big blind checks it to us, so we'll see bet here. Expecting to get a lot of folds. He calls. Seven of diamonds on the turn. Does bring in a backdoor, put up a backdoor flush draw, I should say. Eleven blinds out there. I would expect to have the best hand a lot of times. He could have a five, though. Call the flop. We'll check back here. Nine of clubs on the river. He bets five and a half blinds. I guess he could have some kings here as well. Defending the big blind, though. I'm actually tempted to call. He bets 5.5 blinds. Trying to figure out what bluffs he has. I don't know that he's got many bluffs here. We're just going to let it go. Unless it's just airball bluffs, right? I'm I'm trying... I, I can't think of what, blu what bluffs he really shows up there within the big blind. This is just, you know, two random cards that he decides to float with. And then our check back on the turn, he decides that's his opening and fires the river. Um, but we, I mean, we have a pure bluff catcher. And it's hard for me to see him calling that flop without having some showdown value. We're in the cutoff here with king eight offsuit and about 27 blinds. So we'll be opening this hand as well. Not a phenomenal hand, but just position and scenario dictate. The big blind is pretty short, so we might sometimes just have to call off a 10-ish big blind jam. Which we will, it'll suck, but we'll do it.
everybody folds so we take down one easily and now in the hijack with about 30 blinds you can pick up pocket queens club diamond give it our standard open again this will be the third consecutive hand we've opened assuming it folds to us of course it does so we just hit the open button again which is actually the raise button for those keeping track folds all the way around to the blinds small blind folds big blind folds not a horrible outcome I mean we'd like to try and win a little bit more there obviously but not a horrible outcome Middle position, 32 blinds, and we pick up ace-queen offsuit, ace of diamonds, queen of spades. A short stack under the gun one limps, so we'll open a little bigger than normal here to account for that. We're going to open to three and a half. Been pretty active the last couple hands here, not sure if that will, will force any action, we haven't I don't think we've had to show down a single hand. I don't know that we've shown down a single hand at this table, actually. Folds all the way back around to that initial limper, and he calls. Flop comes queen, four, nine, full rainbow. Couldn't probably have had a better flop. And he bets one blind, getting lots of this one blind betting into us. We're just going to put him in. He immediately calls. He has queen nine, flop two pair. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? So I didn't manage to record the rest of the run out there, but needless to say, his two pair held, and we lost that reasonably sizable hand. That actually takes us to the next break. So we entered this break with 17.8 big blinds. Uh, there was a blind raise shortly after the end of that break, so that chips us down a little bit. We're now in level 21. That puts blinds at 1k, 2k, and there is a 240 chip ante. It looks like we found our jam hand. We're in the cutoff. A shade under 14 blinds, and we pick up pocket fives. So good enough to get it in. Don't want to open and then be forced to make a silly decision. Easier just get it in and, and hope to have equity. We just take it down. So an okay outcome there with pocket fives. Bumps us up to 16 blinds. We're now in level 22 of the tournament. So blinds are 1250, 2500 with a 300 ante. So about 11 blinds, and we pick up pocket fives, under the gun one opens, who's not a big stack, um, I think pocket fives just need to be shipped here, and we hope we're up against two big cards and can survive the run out, we'll ship our 11 bigs, 11 and a half bigs, he does call, 
And we're up against pocket nines. We do not get there. 8, 10, 6, 4, 4 is the run out. Pocket nines hold, and we are eliminated. We wind up finishing in 96th place tonight, about 40 spots short of the money. We only entered the tournament one time, so for the total session, we book a loss of $6.60 after playing for almost exactly two hours of actual time. So to close out this week's episode, we'll have our first ever decision of the week. I chose a hand this week that wasn't a particularly large pot, but I think it was significant because of my uncertainty on my action on basically every street other than preflop. This hand started at the 24.20 mark of the podcast, 24 minutes and 20 seconds. So if you'd like to go back and listen, uh, feel free. I will recap the action quickly here if you don't want to go all the way back to walk through it. So in this hand, we were under the gun one with 53 and a half blinds and picked up ace-jack offsuit. We min-raise opened from that position and folded all the way around, and only the big blind came along with a defense. The flop came king-five-deuce, all diamonds. The action was check-check. The turn was the jack-of-diamonds, so again, we have ace-jack offsuit, no diamond, uh, so we make a pair of jacks on the turn, uh, but there's four diamonds now on the board. The big blind leads into us for two-and-a-half big blinds, and we call. The river is the two of clubs, which pairs the board, and the big blind now bets 4.7 big blinds. We think about it for a while, but ultimately decide to fold. So I think the preflop is fairly standard, other than maybe having an issue with uh, my standard open min-raise being too small. However, every additional street beyond that, I think, is open for question. Should we be c-betting that flop when it's checked to us? Should we be folding that specific turn card? sometimes should we ever be bluff catching on that river reach out to me on twitter at the tournament g1 with your thoughts if you're not already following us then please give us a follow there as well one of the goals that i'm looking to achieve for the show uh, requires getting to 100 twitter followers so the more i can get there the better thanks as always for listening and look for us again next week as we continue navigating the crazy world of small stakes online poker tournaments I'll see you then